it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah, wait, what what happened in that game? We had a couple of players that just got uh, outscrapped, that, that just didn't uh, move to obtain and maintain position, and in fact, uh, on occasion, just got moved right out of position and gave up uh, uh, a lot oh, of yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of points. I yeah. uh, feel that uh, yeah, we all we saw that. Haven't, uh, that was rough. Really disappointed in the. Sorry, coach. Take this show. Take All right, all right, all right, all right. Take it easy. It's one game. It's one game. The guys didn't show up for one game. Yes, it was one uh, game down the stretch where we want to be playing our best heading into March, but nevertheless, it's one game. One terrible, terrible game. I feel like I was just, I just witnessed a car crash, just a two and a half hour long car crash. Oh man, that was absolutely brutal from start to finish. I mean, they, they came out and just never let up. So Chris Murray's going to the NBA. I have a feeling. <laughs> we had two games left at home. The Hoosiers drop. Oh man, this is a tough one. It's so much more fun recording after a win. This is absolutely painful because the Hoosiers just lost at home 90-68 to to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Absolutely painful. Oh, my Lord. I, you wish you could take something from this. You wish you could learn something from this, but nobody showed up. You can't gauge anything about this team based on that performance other than Trace Jackson Davis is always reliable. Water's wet, grass is green, and Trace Jackson is going to produce. Other than that, it was just a large no-show for the Hoosiers. Top to bottom. Mike Woodson remains uh, 0-4 against the most obnoxious coach in all of the Big Ten. He was on his best behavior today, and why wouldn't he be? He was having the time of his life today. After after the huge game in Purdue, you thought that the Hoosiers could be set up for a letdown game, and they redefined the term letdown game with this one. 22-point loss after you beat the in-state rival, after you beat the uh, conference-leading in-state rival. It, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, we're going to vent a little on this episode. I try to be as optimistic as possible, and I'm going to be optimistic by the end of this. You guys just wait for this roller coaster. So, But right now, I'm just getting it all out. You think of a letdown game, and you know what it is. You know it's coming. The Hoosiers had to know... <laughs> That they, they, they were liable to slip following that huge performance in West Lafayette. Despite of that, the Hoosiers just didn't show up. An entirely lifeless effort, other than TJD again, who was honestly looking better than he has. I mean, I mean just uh, healthier. He looked like he was running up and down the floor, had his legs under him, looked well. Just none of the rest, nothing else was there today. Nothing. Chris Murray got them out to that huge lead initially, and the Hoosiers folded real quick. Folded real quick. And and I almost overzealously have come to expect, okay, we're a second-half team. This is what we do. And then I was like, okay, we got this. And then we uh, Indiana came out of the break with a little run, 
And then it only took one turnover to derail the, all of that momentum. It took one Indiana slip-up to just deflate anything that this, this team had. Hopefully this is some new form of load management where everyone just took this game off. Because we can't have that again. We can't afford to have that again. This team needs to be playing its best ball right now. We, we've seen them playing their best ball. They just played their best ball in the most hostile environment possible. This was the friendly confines of Assembly Hall for this squad. And unfortunately, they just let it get out of hand early and never had the will to fight back. Indiana punched back out of the gate in the second half, but then Iowa just delivered the killing killing knockout. I wish there was any any way around it other than the fact that the Hoosiers were across the board downright bad again other than TJD because TJD's the best. Iowa showed up with the shooting I've of a lifetime. Like I've holy lord were they making shots. It was oddly reminiscent of that Penn State game where I was just sitting there for two and a half hours watching a team gouge me shot after shot saying, no, it has to end. Surely they can't keep converting at this rate. No, they do keep converting at that rate. The Indiana defense just, they were nowhere to be seen in this one. Fran McCaffrey had that offense humming. And somehow in that first half, um, they were able to take full advantage of Rebraca mismatches. Somehow they were able to get the Hoosier defense all mishy-mashed in the wishy-washy machine. Shuffled up enough to where TJD was on the perimeter for most of the, a lot of those possessions. What is he doing out there? They threw it over him, and then it was Rebraca on our point guards. It was alarming how often it was happening. You have to adjust, but this team just wasn't bringing the effort necessary to make any adjustments. I, had, I, wish, I wish I could be like Mike Woodson needed to address that, but... I, I, it, it looked like a lifeless performance from these guys. I mean, who are who were just coming off the highest, highest of the highs after that Purdue victory. Yeah, and and it would be easy. It would be easy to slip after after that Purdue victory. But man, the the tournament is only big game after big game. After a big victory, you need another big victory, and then you need four more big victories. You can't afford to slide after them. Maybe, maybe maybe this is, yeah, like I said, just some weird form of load management where they're just trying to really secure TJD's uh, victory on senior night. Yeah, Rebraca just gouged the Indiana defense for 16 points on 6 of 8 from the field. Like I said, taking full advantage of mismatches down low, which is not something that I usually would say about the Indiana defense. Usually the mismatches down low are heavily in our favor. Tony Perkins, again, just took advantage of everything that defense was giving him. And they were giving him everything. It was it was alarming how many of those replays were Jalen or Trey, but a lot of Jalen, with just his back to somebody dishing the ball to Tony Perkins in the lane. Tony Perkins just had lane layup after lane layup. This Indiana team is built on its defense. This Indiana team can only win through its defense. Its offense is humming when its defense is creating opportunities for that offense. Without it, I mean, without it, it's it's futile. Tony Perkins took full advantage of every single one of those lane layups as he had 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. Damn near had a triple-double. Then there was Chris Murray, like I said, 5 for 8 from deep, 26 points. Just, I mean, I wish I could talk, I, I, we'll get to the Hoosiers, but 
It was the Iowa offense. It was all Iowa offense because nothing else was on the court. It was the Iowa offense and TJD. The Indiana Hoosier defense allowed the most points per possession they allowed all season, 1.43 points, while the Hawkeyes shot 56% from the field, 13 from 23 from deep. I mean, (laughs) so, so... Honestly, with shooting like that, it's going to be hard for the Hoosiers to win the turnover battle. But, I mean, just the effort brought anyway did us no favors in that either. Because the Iowa Hawkeyes beat us there 39-27. to As they showed up to Assembly Hall and the Hoosiers did not. On Monday, our, our boy, our, fre- our freshman phenom, Jalen hood Shavino, absolute stud, was awarded Big Ten Freshman of the Week and Big Ten Player of the Year. It was the first time this was done for a player since Kofi Coburn in... Uh, 2019 and like how could he possibly follow up what he did for us and what he just solo carried for us against Purdue 35 points in that last game you can't expect him to do the same but man whatever whatever he had that last one it just wasn't there today on either end of the floor four for 14 from the field you saw him I mean he showed off he showed off the abilities he he makes those shots that man those mid-ranges are nice but they're I mean he can still get to the rim. That's a that that was like a huge, huge. Yeah, man. I just wish you could you, we we could see him get to the rim a little more. Like he he did. He he was really pressing the issue with Purdue. Yeah, man. I'm just left after this one. Just kind of just reeling. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Uh, no. I'm just I'm just uh, yeah, yeah. There. I wish you. I could critique i wish i could talk about it but how could you talk that that wasn't the hoosiers i saw today i don't know what that was that was that was a lot that was just utterly lifeless yeah this team is awesome this team has all the potential in the world but it seems like one of three indiana teams is liable to show up but we need that indiana team that's been getting these victories this indiana team that can win tough win ugly that's the team we need heading into march and we need jalen to be a large part of that like I said before, it was him who had some lapses on that on the defensive side where he was getting beat on the back end. Perkins for uh, just easy easy buckets, easy buckets that the Hoosiers cannot afford to give up to an already just lights-out shooting Iowa team. Jalen's ability to take each shot with the same confidence, with the same uh, poise, is unrivaled, and you cannot copy that. That's one of a kind in that kid. He's able to forget everything, <clears throat> and it serves his game very well. <clears throat> That being said, man, <laughs> I really wish, I really wish from time to time this kid could get a uh, chip on his shoulder on the defensive end. Uh, he he's so quick to make up for it on the offensive end that, and he he has done that. He has, I mean, yeah, I I, I remember one play one time when he, yeah, ran back, made the, he gave up a easy two on a turnover, and then came down and made made up offensively. But you'd like to see him get that chip on the uh, defensive end, just uh, can. Cause man, yeah, we need we need we need defense in the tournament. We need defense in the tournament. This kid's gonna have a long career in the NBA. He's gonna have a good career in the NBA. I'm gonna root my ass off for him in the NBA. But that's the NBA. This is for the rest of the Big Ten. We need to play defense. We need to play tough ass defense. That's the identity of this program right now. When it's playing its best ball, I fully expect him to come out and put it on Michigan. Because he can totally just, he can wipe this one away. Better than anyone on our team, I believe. Our young superstar will find it. I have confidence in him.
In this game, Trace Jackson Davis became the Hoosiers' all-time leading rebounder. So, yes, we I'm going to clap it up for him because, yes, something that that deserves to be celebrated. This kid's an absolute Hoosier legend. Unfortunately, it came in a loss. You'd love to celebrate and give him his roses in a victory, but the Hoosiers just going to get it done. And that was in no part because of him because Trace went and got his typically ludicrous stat line. Got 26 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. Yeah, there were moments throughout this game where it looked like he was the only one looking to utilize any momentum. He was looking for anywhere on the court to just gain something, to just attempt to snowball, even just the smallest bit of momentum. But unfortunately, nobody else could pick it up for him. Like I said earlier, he looked healthy. He looked healthy. I'm glad I, I, whatever this says about just how much help Trace needs in the tournament, how where Indiana needs to just step step up this does give me confidence in trace jackson davis he looked good he looked healthy he looked he looked like he was moving moving uh possibly the best we've seen him move this season again you'd love to see it in a victory but i love to see it anyway after that 26 points 13 rebounds five assists i have to imagine it was just a just a solemn locker room as trace had to feel let down in in his teammates there's no way around it no way around it this Hoosier, this Hoosier legend has one more game in Assembly Hall. What, if these guys can't get up, get up and just just try to will it, will it for TJD's senior night. Like I, come on, come on, guys, you have you have to get it, you have to get up for this. There's so much pressure that comes with being an Indiana basketball player. It, it's a freaking boiling pot, and TJD's been just a lightning rod for all these guys for how long now? He's been he's been their captain. He's been their leader. Their leader. And like who who else would you want shepherding you through this through the pressure of Indiana basketball? What better way to just show him just thank him for his service than freaking stepping up, going out there and whooping up on Michigan. Let's go secure TJD the victory on his senior night. Let's let him give his speech after a win. In this game, Miller Cop and Trey Galloway, uh, Miller Cop and Trey Galloway were both uh, unable to get much going. The Hoosiers ultimately seemed to abandon the offensive game plan as Miller and Trey were left unutilized in the second half. Both of these guys shoot the ball just crazy, crazy rates. But for whatever reason, Indiana abandoned the game plan and just could not get them open. Miller Cop ended his night with four points, two rebounds, one assist. Trey ended his night with seven points, two rebounds, and one assist. And like I said before, I wish I could critique Mike Woodson a little more. But, like, think about, I mean, I have to imagine heading into this one, he said, get on Chris Murray. I have to imagine he said, don't allow layups in the lane. I have to imagine those were kind of staples of this this game plan. If they weren't, then, then we got so many more problems. <laughs> but it, it was just personnel just not showing up. Nobody was there. Nobody showed up to utilize whatever game plan was drawn up. Now, we didn't see much of... <laughs> yeah, there wasn't production from the bench again. No production from the bench as we could have used it. But I will say I love see, seeing uh, CJ Gunn and Caleb Banks get minutes. This one was this one was done for. And I, I love seeing those guys get experience. I know they're not going to be able to get much moving forward as we get into uh, knockout basketball. But... 
No, the, these guys bring an effort that you can see will be able to, whatever they lack in their game right now, be it because uh, they're bringing the energy. So, I mean, it's just, it's a finesse thing. They'll find their touch. They'll find they'll find it. They're freshmen. Not everyone's Jalen Hood Shavino. In fact, very few are. That's why very few are lottery picks. These guys, it, it may be amazing what an offseason in the Indiana program can do for these guys. I, I fully expect these guys to be absolute staples to this program and and problems for the Big Ten down the line. While you would have loved to see them get some time in a just blowout victory, they got some here in the blowout loss. But experience is experience. I'm going to look for silver linings where I can, even in 22-point losses. Race Thompson ended his night with 14 minutes. Got into uh, quite a bit of foul trouble. Four fouls, four points, two rebounds. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> Nothing. Yep. 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 That's about all I can say about that. Yep. Malik Renew, um, even though the bench didn't produce much, and he took advantage of some garbage time, Malik was able to get uh, 10 points in 18 minutes on the floor on 3 of 5 shooting. A An individual the Hoosiers will absolutely need to step up in the very short time to come. Uh, a lot's going to be asked of this young man. Uh, I, I hope he's ready for the task. I, I, I have faith in him. I, 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 I have faith in him. <laughs> With this one in the books, all you can really do is have faith that the Hoosiers can take this game, watch it once, bury it a few miles into the Earth's crust, and just try to take a chip on their shoulders if we were to run into Iowa again. This this Iowa team seems to match up against us very favorably for them. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to judge the matchup if, if the Hoosiers had showed up to judge it. I mean, to like... Again, I, I, I can't even judge it because the Hoosiers didn't show up. This wasn't... I don't know... This... This was a catastrophic letdown of effort of just of a letdown game. This was a catastrophic letdown game. That being said, this season isn't over. And we got a nice long break here before Sunday's game. This team will watch the film, see uh, everything they lacked in it. They'll learn from it. And it's getting, it's getting to the point where we're playing the most contentious basketball we'll be playing. We'll be playing. <laughs> it's, it's March Madness, y'all. It's, it's that time of the year. And honestly, everybody is losing. Every single person. It's going to be such a wild tournament. Anybody has a shot. We're in it. We're in it firmly. We have great victories. We have a great resume. Now it's time to just get back to winning basketball, take winning basketball into the big dance and be the Big Ten's hope, be the Big Ten's last hope, and finally deliver this conference a title. I'm shaking this one off. We're moving on to the next one. Because that's all we can do with this much time left in the season. We need to get Trace Jackson this victory. I despise Michigan and Hunter Dickinson and all of his antics that have his team in the position they are now. Let's go take it to him. Let's give Trace the victory. Let's let him deliver an awesome senior speech. Right after this word from our sponsor, uh, we'll get into a few voicemails from you. And then uh, be talking some Big Ten basketball. The Often Daunted Podcast is brought to you by Clear Eyes Eye Drops. Clear Eyes Eye Drops. We can't fix Fran McCaffrey's face, but we can fix your eyes. Clear Eyes Eye Drops. 
Clear Eyes isn't a sponsor of this show, but if they would like to pay me not to mention their name, uh, they can feel free to reach out to me at oftendaunted at gmail.com to do so. Thank you. This is the show Walter Fish of the Game. You all thought I forgot about it. The show Walter Fish of the Game. All right, obviously it's Trace Jackson Davis. Who else could it possibly go to? It's his. It might as well be the Trace Jackson Davis Show Walter Trophy. Or Show Walter Fish of the Game because he's owned every single one of them. He's the man. End of story. Let's move on to the voicemails. Now I got one from a uh, caller, Swanee. Uh, just uh, going to let it play and uh, share some thoughts on it. Hey, this is Swanee. And, uh, you know, I just can't help but feel like, um, you know, every every Indiana game, whoever we play, every single game, their best player looks like they've had, you know, the, the game of their lifetime. And it just feels like that's that's entirely on, on the coaches. I mean, are we not game planning, like, at all? Like, surely they should be going in with some sort of plan, like, you know, okay, X is their best player. Let's make anyone else beat us. But it's, like, the exact opposite. It's just like, you know what? Player X is just going to absolutely dominate. and We just have to pray to God that somehow we also play well. And it's it's every game. Their best player just has a career night against us, and it is so maddening. It's just like it just feels like there's there's no game plan ever on, on, on the defensive end. And, you know, the offensive end is... is not often very organized either, but you know that's I don't have as much beef offensively. Um, but like I said, it just feels like you know the coaches have have absolutely no plan most of the time. So, anyways, thanks for taking the call. All right, yeah, th- thank you so much for the call, Swanee. Uh, and yes, for anyone listening, you can call into the show. Uh, I may answer your voicemails here on the show. Uh, you can call in at 260-267-5460, and I usually record like two or three hours after game time. Uh, just give some time for these voicemails to uh, pile up and uh, pick through them. So, uh, yeah, uh, th- thank you so much, Swanee. And just in regards to that, I mean, you have to be talking about, like, Northwestern, where Trace Audiz and Boo Booey can go off on us. Like, it does seem like that tends to happen, but we saw we saw defensive game planning work to a T last game. We knew that Zach Eady was going to get his, and we knew that we couldn't allow a single other Boilermaker to do so. And uh, that's exactly what they did. So I know this loss hurts. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Oh man, this is this is a brutal loss. No way, no way to sugarcoat that. Absolutely brutal loss. But it is one game. It is one game. And uh, honestly, Swanee, I got a voicemail here from uh, Tony. That that's probably pretty great for you. Hey, Burke. This is Tony calling again. Uh, I really uh, don't have anything to say about uh, whatever just happened on the court tonight. Um, but uh, I think uh, we'll be best to put this whole thing into perspective. It's only one game. It's a long season. We've got one more game at home. We can come out. Uh, we can show up for that game, get a big win, uh, and head into the tournament uh, uh, with a little bit of momentum. But, um, yeah, totally embarrassing game tonight. Nothing to say about it except that we gotta we got to put this behind us somehow. Um, that's all i got to say. Thanks. Yes, Tony, thanks again. Second time Tony on the show, two-time Tony. That's it. We just need to put this behind us. Honest to God. That's all we can do. Because this Hoosier team, their potential is the top of the mountain. They are, they when they are playing their best ball, they are world beaters. The ceiling is incredibly high, 
and the basement is incredibly low. We, I, I just pray to God that this team can find a way to do it six times in a row. That's <laughs> all he can hope for. That's all anyone can hope for this March. Look at, all, look at the field. Look at the field. In, that's all anyone can hope for. It's a long season. This is one loss. Let's move on with it. Now we're going to be talking some Big Ten ball. Let's talk some Big Ten ball. So, following the Hoosiers beating of the Purdue Boilermakers 79-71, remember how awesome that felt. Remember that feeling. The Hoosiers gave us that. The same feeling the same Hoosiers that gave us this feeling right now gave us that. So, hey. You you got to go through the lows to appreciate the highs. And and I hope to God the highs are coming. This Hoosier team can do it. Uh, that, that's it. Back on to Big Ten basketball. Uh, after our game we had uh, that Sunday, Northwestern lost to Maryland at Maryland, of course, 75-59, to as Maryland continues to beat world beaters at home. We had Ohio State top Illinois in what is just a crushing defeat to an Illinois team that uh, was really, really getting hot there. Not, not getting hot, but just competing. Still just staying in that upper echelon of teams and... Uh, as much as we can't afford to uh, take our foot off the gas right now, they definitely cannot afford to take their foot off the gas. After that game, we had the uh, overtime game at Michigan, where Michigan pulled out the win over the Wisconsin Badgers. Hunter Dickinson with 23 points, 10 rebounds. He hit that three that sent it to overtime. Final out of Penn State, University Park, PEA. Uh, Rutgers over the Nittany Lions, 59-56, to as Jalen Pickett was only able to get 11 points. Um, seems like he's going to need 30 for them to win, usually. The following day, there were no games on that Monday, and then that brings us to Tuesday, where the Hoosiers dropped to the Hoosiers dropped the game to Iowa, ninety to an astounding, yeah, just astounding ninety to sixty-eight. That that hurts so bad to see. It actually, God, oh man. Oh, I might print this out just so I can bury it. <laughs> Shit, Trace Jackson Davis with twenty-six points, thirteen rebounds, just a double double. Only Hoosier giving it out there today. Michigan State over Nebraska, 80-67. to Joey Hauser with 20 points, 7 rebounds in that one. So after that one, that uh, takes Indiana. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say right now ESPN saying we're in the 6-hole. But I don't know how all this stuff shakes out. It's so wild. Indiana needs that win over Michigan. No buts about it. Um, with that, without that win, I don't. Uh, do we get? Do we get a double buy? I. This Big Ten conference table is so wild, so wild, such a headache to keep track of. All you can do is get the win. Get the win that's in front of you. We don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this, trying to make sense of it. I don't know what it, what can happen, but I know that the Hoosiers have the best shot if they win this next one. We're moving on, full steam ahead, heading into Michigan, taking down Jed Howard, taking down Howard, taking down Hunter Dickinson. We're giving Trace Jackson Davis the night he deserves on his last night in Assembly Hall. The Hoosiers can do that. The Hoosiers can end on a high note. Beating down Michigan, what is more fun than, I mean, yeah. I mean, beating Purdue and beating Iowa would be more fun, but I love beating Michigan. Let's go beat them. Thank you so much for listening to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White. I record these after every game. 
Um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me at oftendaunted at gmail.com if you have any recommendations for the show. Again, I left that number before to call in, but that is 260-267-5460. I do record these just uh, in between tips, uh, really just to pass the time. I do this as a hobby, uh, recording from my basement as my family's sleeping upstairs. So, <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate the listens. The show seems to have a few more each time. Uh, so if you do like the show, please subscribe and uh, feel free to write a v- review. Apparently, uh, other podcasts say that really helps. So that'd be really cool of you. Thank you so much, Hoosier fans. Hey, it's always darkest before the dawn. We're, we're Banner's still on the table. When, when this Indiana team's at its top, it's humming. We're operating. And this Indiana team is a contender. They just have to show up. Time to show up for Michigan. Let's go. Have a great day, Hoosier fans. Don't let this one keep you down. Lux at Veritas. Take it easy.